Oh my god. Mouse. Mouse. Bro. I don't think he realizes. Is that a flute or him whistling? That's him whistling. Jason's mad high pitched. Is this going as the uh, show intro, John? <laughs> it might. <laughs> oh, not. Oh, it's. Oh, yep. I didn't realize Emily was here the whole time. That's kind of crazy. Welcome to. Episode five of the Saratobi Sports Pod. Glad to be back. It's your boy John here, fresh off the trainer's table. Sore, but I'm here. Maybe five episodes in already. To record. I know, oh, right? Kind of quick, actually. Right? It's like we, we put this thing together real quick and just got it going. So, yeah, we got Mr. Miles' technical difficulties. Oh, oh. my God. And then, and then we got uh, <laughs> Mr. Two Times, Two Times Bleacher Report right over here, Justin Thomas. Hi, how are you? Uncle Justin. Oh, man. Justin Transition, Justin, you already know. Yeah, no, it's, it's great. Like, I, I don't even know. Like, we got to come up with, like, a writing nickname for you. We gotta, you got to get a pen name. Oh, that's a good oh, one. I, w- I would say you're Pen Griffey, but that's Bryce. Oh. Yeah, I can't, 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 can't. Oh, Dang. Yeah. Oh, you know you could be? You could be Pen Stabler. Like Ken Stabler, but you're Pen Stabler. Who's that? Yeah. You said that's... Ken, you don't know who Ken Stabler is? And you have a He's sports a, podcast? I'm about to say, John, come on, B. He used that's to be the, uh, the, the quarterback for the Raiders like a long time ago when they actually was good. Really? Yeah, the Oakland Raiders. What about Sean Penn? Uh, mm, that's too, that's his actual name. Yeah. Okay, and? To be Sean Penn with one N. Um, what? All right. Hmm. Penn Rosenthal? Ooh. Ooh. Penn Rosenthal. Penn, ooh, I like that. Yeah. See, see Penn Griffey really would, would be the most yeah, fire one. All right, well, it's a, it's a work in progress. We'll work on it. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Yeah. yeah. All right, anyway, let's uh, figure out how we're going to record this episode. Uh, what's on the agenda today, guys? All right, so tomorrow is the first day of NFL. It's a, it's a, it's a great now that football is actually back and not this diet football that we've been seeing with preseason. Oh, yeah, no, I can't <laughs> wait. And I'm yeah, off on te- Sunday. It's so. technically today. Well, Te- football oh, yeah. technically starts today. Absolutely. Yeah, because we only record in the wee hours in the morning. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. And um, yeah, I'm very excited to see some of these matchups. You know, you got Giants, Cowboys on Sunday. You got uh, Bears, Green Bay t- um, today. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Are you really excited to see Giants, Cowboys? Well, I mean, that's just outside I, of just seeing the Giants on the field. I, I was before. Um, Ezekiel Elias signed his baby contract. You know what I'm saying? His like baby contract. It, it, well, I mean, that's, a, NFL, that's a grown man's contract, right there. Well, in the NFL, I guess in that perspective, I guess it's a grown man contract. But hey, man, 
for a running back. That's well, that's that's well. I mean, he's he's a, he's the highest paid running back now. But I'm just saying, in retrospect to all sports, I mean, making 15, 15 million a year, bro, like you got bro, scrubs in the NBA. Yeah, he, yeah, that's, uh, that's a fact. If you make ninety million like the NBA, you're basically a role player. <laughs> yeah, not for, yeah, not not for real. I think how much did Eric Gordon sign uh, for his contract extension? For uh, four years, seventy five point six. Forty seventy five. I mean, so that's only fifteen mil less, and he's not even a top fifty player for the third right? option on a team. Yeah, that's not a top fifty player. Like Eric Gordon's nice, but come on, it's it's hard to really compare NFL players and NBA players because it's fifty it's fifty three man roster. Like you have to pay everybody. You can't. You know what I'm saying mm-hmm. it's tough. There's only there's only gonna be one player making that much money on that what we consider max contract but not yep. but zeke did sign his contract uh today and yeah it should be interesting because i feel like a lot of people who had him in fantasy and drafted him in fantasy including myself are happy about that oh yeah sure because you know he's going to do zeke things most definitely he, i mean he's worth that contract every bit of oh, that for 15, sure every bit of that that's a top million. five player his position yeah i would argue I would say to top say that. three i was yeah i would say top three Top, probably top two and debatably two. Like you know what I'm saying? It yeah. probably it's probably Saquon or in Giants bias aside, it's it's Saquon, Zeke any given Sunday. Like Yeah. I'd say Saquon, Zeke, and Gurley, you can't go wrong with either three. Yeah, mm-hmm. most 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 definitely. But um I, but so Dak Dak Prescott, he wanted forty mil. Like that's how much he, he wanted. Bro, he's wild. All right. Um they talk about some flagger too. He might just be saying forty to get them to thirty five. Okay. Yeah. But, yeah. All right. So golf got a contract extension, thirty-two. So he's so he's at thirty-two and a half. Whatever. We're on the thirty-three. Yeah. The highest-paid quarterback in the league, Russell Wilson. He's making thirty-five. Do you really think that Jerry gonna give Dak thirty-five mil? Well, that's the that's the interesting give and take about the league because we, as we can see, the contracts are set by what other people get. So like, yeah. Somebody gets ninety mil. Okay, the next best guy when his contract comes, all right, he's gonna get ninety-two mil. We saw that with um, Michael Thomas after Odell got his big contract from the Giants. Um, but I was having this conversation. Who did the Rams pay before that too? Aaron Donald. Yeah, uh, yeah. they paid Aaron Donald. Um, but I mean, I don't think anybody. Sure, any, I don't think any. He didn't really set the market because he's the best player in the league. Yeah. Um, at his position and just on defense in general. Um. But in terms of like setting the market, I, I I highly doubt that the precedent that Russell Wilson and I guess now Jared Goff set is going to go to uh, Dak Prescott because if we're really being honest, right? And I have no bias against him either. Like mm-hmm. I'm a Jeff and I have no bias against the Cowboys at all. You can replace Dak Prescott with an average quarterback and still get the same results because yeah. the team is built around Zeke. They built that offensive line. Why? Because they have a dominant running game. You can literally replace. You can find a backup quarterback to do what Dak Prescott does. He's he's, he's just an average quarterback. Um, I feel like honestly, very hot takes coming from y'all. I'm not gonna. Yeah. Lie. No, but but what is he? But what does he? What does Dak Prescott do that is like yo? Dak Prescott's that. What dude. is Dak Prescott excellent at? Y'all 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 really forcing my Giants uh, bias here, so I'm gonna have to play that with that. <laughs> so, what good receivers has Dak Prescott had prior to having Amari Cooper? Des Bryant. Dez was Dez was hurt and he barely was there. Barely. Jason, like, Jason Witten. Jason Witten. Coke Jason J, JT. Jason, he's a Hall of Famer. What? The, the most one of the most consistent players of our of our time. Jason Witten, Hall of Famer. Okay. Come okay, on. Okay, okay. Okay. Yeah, he's a Hall of Famer. All right. So this past season, he obviously wasn't there because whatever he brief brief retirement. 
year before that, Jason Witten is was wasn't a top five, top ten tight end. Yeah, he can block, but he's not a receiving threat. We don't we knew that though. So the who did he really have to throw to? Cole Beasley. But that's like but that's like saying who does Terrence Tom, Williams. But that's like saying who does Tom Brady have to throw to aside from uh what do you call it? Aside from Gronk, who does really Tom Brady ever have? Julian Hold Edelman? Because you're not going to get that type of production on, 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 on Tom Brady again. System quarterback. I mean, it is I system quarterback. Oh, my God. But I'm just saying, d- does Dak do anything that is like, yo, I need to pay this guy? I no, he doesn't. I, I think after this season, we'll be able to answer that question. Because he has Amari Cooper. Now and he had him when he uh traded at the at, at the trade. Deadline. Okay, better question. Better question. Yeah, rookie year, okay. Dak and Carson, right? Two of them. Um, who's Carson throwing to? And I'm looking at the roster right now. Alshon Jeffrey. Okay, that was that not was best... Carson's rookie year. Okay, Alshon Jeffrey. Yeah, that wasn't his rookie. No, uh, that was on the team then. Oh wow! That was the second. That, exactly. I'm looking at his. No, no, no. Don't, at look rookie, at, don't, look, don't look at Carson's rookie year. Go to his but, his his potential MVP season. You want to know why I'm saying his rookie year? Why? Because when they came out, I was literally sitting here, like, and this is when Dak broke out. Romo got hurt. Dak's you know breaking out, doing things, and I'm like, yeah, Dak's like a solid quarterback, but he's not as good as Carson. I like, and I've been saying that. And this is why another like you're talking about setting the market, you're talking about these contracts. I think these contracts hurt Dak because Jerry Jones could dead ass look him in the face and in a leverage situation and just be like, "You're better than them." I was about to say because Jerry's doing this with Zeke, who is yeah. a top three running back. Exactly. You think he's gonna look at Dak? And and also you gotta think he does. He definitely has more pull with Zeke too because of how much the Cowboys have done for him, like yes. all the trouble and shit he's been in. But like literally, like. He could look Dak in the face, but what have you done and shown me that has better than these guys? I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie to y'all. It when he was offered thirty mil, he should have took it. He should have took it. Absolutely, he should have took it. He should have took it. Yeah, I don't think he's worth thirty mil either. But I'm trying to put my Giants bias aside here, just so yeah. just so just so everybody. No, else for his situation, that. he got greedy in that sense, and he part was, of that is because he's been the Cowboys quarterback being the Cowboys quarterback is a big thing and being behind that offensive line is huge so think about if he was behind a bad offensive line he probably wouldn't even got 20 and it's like the the reason I go back to the rookie years I'm like yeah he's he's a solid quarterback but he was against Carson Carson was doing you know Carson things obviously it wasn't his central MVP year like the other one and all that shit but it's like he didn't have anyone but you still saw the stuff to me like Dak had a high um, floor, but a ceiling wasn't all that high, and it still isn't. I mean, I'm just saying, like, if you gave Dak Prescott, Zach Ertz, who he wasn't who he was at the time, I mean, up until what he was last season, he's still pretty decent. I think Jordan Matthews was on was on that team. He was probably their best. He probably was their best receiver. I'm not 100 sure. Yeah, because Nelson Aguilar was trash at this point. Okay, cool. But what I'm what I'm saying is that. In a in a better system with a better coach, I wouldn't necessarily say that Dak wouldn't eat. We all know that Jerry is is coaching that team from behind, from upstairs. Whatever he says basically goes. Like, and at the end of the day, Doug Peterson in the Eagles situation is way different than you know uh, Jason Garrett in the in the Cowboys situation. I don't think that 
I, I think that if you put Dak in an offensive situation where he could flourish, because in college, I mean, college is really a tough measure because everybody's good. But I thought he was really good in college. And for what it's worth, I think Dak can be good. And I think that he's probably middle of the pack. And for him to even get off of 30 is really a lot. But for but, but 40, I don't know. Like what like he's he's asking for he's asking for 40. What what's the max he'll get? 32, 32 million? I mean, even even that, it's it's a reach. Jared Jared Goff is gonna be, I think, the the second highest paid quarterback once his extension kicks in. And at least he did something. At least yeah. he took his team. He's to definitely ball. worth it more than Dak would be. And it's like to me, Dak's just like that's it. That's what he is. He's a solid quarterback. Yeah, I, do, I don't think he's a star quarterback, and I don't. I feel like if he wasn't on the Cowboys, even if let's say he had that good of an offensive line, but was on just some like small market team, this wouldn't even be a conversation. So, like, if you looked around the league, right? How many teams would you replace their quarterback with Dak Prescott? Would you Would you replace him with uh, Andy Dalton in the Bengals? Definitely, he's not. He's not that. He's not that good. Yeah, would you also, take him uh, over anybody in the in the NFC South? NFC no, South, that's would you like? No, would you put all, them up? They all, they, they all have good quarterbacks, though. They all have quarterbacks that's at least like if you're talking all 32 teams, that they're at least 14 or better in the NFC South. Like, I think there's only like maybe three or four teams where I'd be like, all right, I'd replace that quarterback. Yeah, the Dolphins, the Dolphins, one, um, the Redskins, Redskins. I mean, no, the reason why I don't say Redskins is because you got a rookie. Well, yeah. no, but uh, well, they're doing Case Keenum oh, yes. now. I would say, yeah, I would say the Titans. I mean, I haven't really seen much of Marcus Mariota, so it's not to say I haven't seen much, but I'm saying like, but that's another he hasn't shown us. Heard and haven't has an offensive line, you know what I mean? But I can get that. Okay, so that's three teams, right? Right. Can't can't say the Cardinals because Kyler Murray's a rookie. I haven't seen anything yet. Jimmy G. I think he's gonna be really good. I mean, he was. Before he got hurt, he showed some really good things early on in yeah. the season last year. Uh, Russell Wilson, no. Jared Goff, no. NFC North, you Dude, got I'm Aaron. Not even taking him over Joe Flacco. That's what I'm saying. I, I wouldn't replace uh, Joe Flacco on the Broncos with Dak. In the NFC North, you got Aaron Rodgers. Would you put him over Mitch Trubisky? Mm, I think I stick with Mitch. Nah, nah, yeah. I, Mitch. I, I feel like it, it's you probably going to get the same result either way. But I. I Here's here's the thing, I like I like I understand your argument. I understand what you're saying. I just think that if you put Dak Prescott in a position of when you give him the the talent that he needs, yes, okay, he has Zeke, he has Zeke. But a tier one running back, like a one A running back, is not winning you a Super Bowl. It has to be quarterback play, but you need to give your quarterback receivers to throw to. And he just got Amari Cooper midway through last season, and you saw how how much Amari Cooper stats improved and how much better Dak was when he got him. So mm-hmm. I think we okay. need to I, I hear you on that, but wasn't that the argument to not give uh Odell his contract with the Giants because people were saying, Oh, you don't need a wide superstar wide receiver to win a Super Bowl? Yeah, but you gotta play but he, uh, Odell played his way into that contract, regardless, because same 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 thing with Michael Thomas. You could say that okay, Michael Thomas didn't didn't deserve the amount of money that he did, but he got that bread because he worked for it. Yeah. And he's young and he's young too. I'm not saying I don't think they deserve it because they definitely do. That. They're, they're the best at what they do. I'm just saying, I'm just like, I guess maybe playing devil's advocate in terms of like, it's hard to gauge what exactly a team needs in terms of personnel to actually win a Super Bowl. Because I feel like at the end of the day, a lot of these Super Bowls are won by teams with really good defenses. Really good As opposed, defense, to, as opposed to high-powered offenses. Really, really, really good defenses 
and a and a quarterback that can carry. I think that's that's what it is. Because what uh, a one a running back. I can't think. I, I was talking to somebody today. Like a one a running back is really not gonna win. It's not gonna win you a Super Bowl. It didn't win the Eagles a Super Bowl. It definitely hasn't won the Patriots any of their Super Bowls. Even when the Giants won the Super Bowl, we a one a running back wasn't wasn't what won us a Super Bowl. Yeah, shit. Joe Flacco won us our Super Bowl. So yeah. like, I'm trying to think. Like, what was the last like top tier running back? I think to win a Super Bowl was like what you say maybe Jerome Bettis that first one, all the way back in the early two like and even Can then you say it Marshawn, was... and even then you sold Russell. Uh, yeah, true. Marshawn probably Marshawn Marshawn probably the, is the, is the best example. But um, there's a lot that happened in the NFL this week. Even outside of Zeke and Dak, because uh, Shady he just got signed to um, Kansas City. I think that's going to be a that's a, a great signing. Yeah, I think so. I think so too. Him and Andy Reid linking up again. I think Shady's gonna. I think Shady's gonna eat anybody that drafted Damian Williams in, in fantasy. I tell you now, you, you're not gonna be happy in a couple. Yeah. I still think Shady got a little bit left in the tank. I think he kind of was done a little bit foul by Buffalo, but this probably is a better, a way of much better situation for, for sure. Yeah, I mean, you look at the look. Uh, people were saying uh, we're talking down and slandering Shady, and it's like, all right, well, look where he was. Look at the personnel that was around him. Look at the team that he had. Yeah. I mean, who? Yeah, he had Josh Allen thrown to him last year. Josh Allen would rather tuck it and run himself than throw it to <laughs> anybody. I mean, so yeah, and you saw when he had success in Philadelphia. Look at the personnel around him. He had Mike Vick. He had Deshaun Jackson. Other weapons that could. All right, you can't just focus in solely on Shady. Exactly. So now on on Kansas City, are you kidding me? You got Tyreek Hill, you got Patrick Mahomes, you got Travis Kelsey, and now you got to account for Shady. Yeah, he's gonna eat, bro. He's literally like um how I was saying. Uh, obviously, it's not the same because he's not in to the same part of his prime as Kemba. But taking someone like that and making him like the third option is gonna open up so much for him. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be. It's gonna. It's gonna be. Dang. He thought they were crazy and Madden before. Oh yeah, I'm about to say. Yeah, that's 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 about to be a cheat code. Oh my gosh. Yeah, and um, yeah. Let's go into the other big moves. I feel means the NFL that uh that clowny trade. Oh man, Seahawks defense is back. Except that now it's not their secondary. It's their it's their front seven, bro. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's 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 really unfair now because they have Quentin Jefferson. They have. Now, now Jadavian Clowney. Don't forget, Ziggy, yeah, Ziggy. <laughs> yeah, right. They got Shaquem Griffin. They got Bobby Wagner. Like, how do you, if you're an offense, how do you prepare for that? <laughs> right. <I'm pretty. laughs> yeah, that's right. Seattle defense. Seattle defense is back, but it's now it's their it's their front seven and not and not their uh, secondary. Yeah, that was huge. And um, I literally I remember when I heard that Clowney was like a trade, and I was like, I you know. There's a sliver of hope as a Ravens fan. But then you just realize we don't really have the things to trade, <laughs> like the, which sucks because yeah. uh, he would have been great on that defense and we needed a pass rusher and we said cap room too. But I'm <laughs> happy for the Seahawks. I'm happy for Russ because he's going to be able to really compete again. Um, he deserves it because he's, he's that good, uh, especially with, you know, he's got um, some new toys and shit on the offense. Yo, I was having this conversation uh, with somebody, I forget, last week. And I was just like, yo, Russell Wilson, as good as we say he is, I still think he's underrated for what he really does for the Seahawks. Like, I think it was not he's last like year. But, yeah, but like two years ago, I think he uh, accounted for like 45% of their total points 
mm-hmm. like for the season, like rushing touchdowns and passing touchdowns. I'm like, that's ridiculous. Like, that's ridiculous. Usually it's your kicker that accumulates most of your points. Yeah. But for a quarter as a quarterback to produce 45% of your offense, you understand why he's making 35 million a year. He deserved <laughs> that trade. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that one and on the other, the other move, the Texans going for the throat and getting Tunsil and Kenny Stills. Yeah, yeah so that was Kenny Stills and DeAndre. You knew that was coming honest, though. I don't even really care about Kenny Stills like that. I'm more concerned with Laramie Tunsil because now, yeah. they, they, like that, like that offensive line, they really trying to. They saw what happened with Andrew Luck. And they're like, yeah, we gotta protect this. Exactly. Like we not, we we not, we not letting him retire early or letting him get hurt. Because I mean, the Sean, he already has a torn AC, tore, tore his ACL before. And he he, he found his flow towards the end of last season, which was always nice. Yeah. That was good no, to see. And you um, remember when he got hurt halfway through the season, and then he couldn't he couldn't fly on the plane to the road game. He had to go by car because of the uh, was it the, the puncture lung. It was like some type of puncture lung or something in his chest where it's like he couldn't fly on an airplane because the pressure would like basically collapse it. So he had to take a uh, a car or a bus to That's the road wild. game. Crazy. Wow, but they expected him to play, which is even which is what? even crazier. The dude can't fly in a plane, but they're like, yeah, nah, suit up. <laughs> yeah, go get hit by a couple of trucks. But um, yeah, no, you're exactly, you're protecting him, and it's like, yeah, I I can understand you're not caring about Kenny Stills, but like literally last week you're talking about the Dolphins, so it was like, who does Josh Rosen have that might try and win or help him win? Uh, Kenny Stills is one of those people, and now again you're making Kenny Stills a second option, so and that's gonna free up DeAndre as well more. It's gonna be it's gonna free up DeAndre. I think it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna be very interesting because. Kenny Stills, Will Fuller, Kiki Cootie, like that's a that's a nice yeah nice man. They're combination of receivers. Out. They have. I think I picked the Texans to win um the division anyway when we did our thing last week, so uh, that's looking like it's more solidified. Definitely. So, yes. uh, before, uh, is do any other NFL news to talk about before we do our picks for this week? Um, nope. Other than uh, J E T S Jets Jets Jets. Yeah. All right. Win. Uh, anyway. So uh, <laughs> I need Le'Veon to go off against Buffalo defense this week. Justin. Oh yeah. So I, so you're gonna hear from me next week if he shit the bed. <laughs> All right. Man, now to... I hope he only. Oh, gets, like, didn't the uh, the Jets just sign Heinz Ward? Well, yeah, we signed just as, as a, a as, as a, a development coach, coach? Sec- secondary <laughs> secondary wide receiver coach. That's yeah. so cool though. Because he was on the Sam God as a player development coach. You know. <laughs> I'm surprised that um the Jets got to him first before Pittsburgh did. Yeah, should be should be interesting. But um, yeah. yeah. All right, so let's go into our picks for uh, week one in the NFL. So tomorrow we got the Packers and the Bears. The Bears. All right, um, well that's JT. Oh, uh, Justin, I was gonna say it just like that. Um, Did you see that thing with Peyton getting baptized? Wait, what? What? Uh, I guess Peyton has a show on ESPN Plus. I guess oh, like a mini series or whatever. Oh, that, that shit was hilarious. Baptized with the Bears fans. Mm. Um, but yeah, okay, so both of you guys are going for the Bears. Uh yeah, I'm going I'm going for uh Chicago on the first on the first I agree. So um that's three for the Bears. I'm gonna write down our picks so I can put it in the description later. Yeah. Only reason why is because it's in uh Soldier Field. Yeah, it's in, it, it's at Chicago. It's gonna be a tough if it was if it was at Lambeau, I'd go uh Aaron Rodgers in the pack. Let's uh we should keep track each week of how many uh we get right so we're gonna do that and see uh 
Should the winner get a prize or something for the regular season? I like prizes. We can talk about that later, though. Yeah, all right. So we got week one. Redskins and Eagles. I got Philly on that one. Philly at home. Yeah, same. Eagles. Same, just because uh, Redskins are cheeks. Dan Snyder, sell the team. All right, JT, you can uh, go through it while I type. All right. uh, Chiefs at Jaguars. Chiefs. I got Kansas City on the road. Oh, yeah, I got Kansas City. I mean, I like the the Jaguars' defense, but, I mean, that offense just doesn't have the firepower to match up with uh, Kansas City's. All right, well, maybe we won't have that much fun with this. We'll find out. <laughs> no, I think we will. All right, yeah, so, I, th- all I right. think we will, too. Next, next. next matchup. All right, Falcons-Vikings. I actually like this. I might be tuning into oh, this okay. one. Falcons-Vikings. Right. Um, I'm going with uh, them Dirty Birds. Hmm. Mm. I like I, I I'm gonna rock with Kirk Cousins on this one at home. Yeah, I'm feeling I'm feeling it. I think Dalvin Cook gonna go. Over. Yeah, I'm, I'm feeling I'm feeling Vikings at home. All right. Um, you said Vikings uh, Vikings are the home team, so yeah, I Vikings. could be wrong, but I also think it's the beginning of the season, and I think that the Hawks on it they they're trying to prove something. It's understandable. I mean, it's it's definitely a pick. It's just one of those pick 'em games, you know, because. It's, it's definitely not. I, I could see a case for both teams. But next matchup, Titans at Browns. Uh, I got the Browns in this one. Same. Cleveland. Yeah. All right. <laughs> matchup of the week right here. Oh, don't say it. Jets and Bills. Here we go. All right. So this is one that I've really been thinking about. And, yo, I got Buffalo in the upset. Ooh. Sounds about Jets there. But um, I'm going with uh, I'm going with the Jets. You know, wait, you said Buffalo in an upset. Buffalo in an upset on the road. Like, I, I don't think it'd be an upset though. I mean, I think it would be an upset after the Jets offseason. Eh, I don't know. I mean, because the, the and your boy Josh Allen's got to be nice, right? Yeah, man. I think I think he's gonna I think he's gonna have a decent year this year. Buffalo just lost Shady, right? They lost Shady, but they gained Ed Oliver on defense. That defense is, was already scary to that begin with. That defense is about to be stacked. Y'all about to see something, but I need Le'Veon to go for 100, though. That's what I'm saying. So <laughs> we're going to see what's up. All right. Uh, Ravens and Dolphins in Miami. You already know. Right. Yeah, this we isn't even just, close. We need to skip that joint. I mean, at this <laughs> point, can we skip every Dolphins match? Them, them treating away Kenny Stills and Larry Tunsil just told me they're punting on the season and getting ready for next year. Facts. All right. Rams at Panthers. Uh, who's home team? Uh, Panthers. Home oh, team. you said at Panthers. Yeah. Ooh, that's a, this is a difficult one. I got LA on the road. I do yeah. too. I think the, the Rams got to come out. They, they come out strong after the way last season ended. Yeah. Although I'm, I, I expect McCaffrey to go off though because he goes off all the time. Oh yeah, he, I mean, hell yeah! I mean, we get thirty. When you when you when you, when you get thirty touches a game, you should. You know. <laughs> yeah, I'm going with the Rams. All right, uh, Colts and Chargers. Uh, hmm. And they're at LA. They're yeah, they're in LA. Oh, the Chargers, the soccer stadium. Yeah, Trash. I'm gonna rock, rock with uh, LA on this. You know, if Andrew Luck didn't retire, I would have been Colts all the way. But, hey, Jacoby Brissett might surprise us, man. He's no Andrew Luck, though. Uh, I'm, right. I'm going Chargers. Go, Chargers. Go. Uh, 
Seahawks uh, taking on the Bengals. Seahawks are the home team. Uh, that's not that's not a question. That's that's not a question at all. Uh, ooh, Giants Cowboys four twenty five. I'm presuming this is the the Fox game of the week. Yeah, this is America's game of the week. I don't know why. Um, does Dak play? Because it's yeah, just Dak. an extension. Dak will play. Dak, Dak will play. You know, yeah. you know, Zeke's, Zeke's playing too. Yeah, oh yeah. Uh, I'm yeah. Cool. yeah. Now that now that Zeke is playing in I'm Dallas. Playing. Yeah, they had Dallas. Yeah, in I'm Dallas. Yeah, I'm going, yeah, I'm going, I'm going Cowboys. With, I'm gonna go with the boys, yeah. unfortunately. Has Zeke been practicing though? Nope, not at all. Oh, they might not play him. No, he's going. No, play. he said he's. No, they said the, they're going to play if they were, if he was signed by today, yeah. he was going to play. Yeah. But how many? How you can't play him all game? Like how many touches does he yeah, get? Yeah, you can. Well, well, yeah, yeah, you you can. can. Zeke, he's been working Zeke. out. He's, yeah, he's been working right. out on his own. He just hasn't You're been right. on the team. Yeah, that's all I'm in bro. Right. It was kind of like not enough to change my pick. Uh, it was kind of like when uh, remember when To was uh, in that that holdout oh, with the Eagles and, and he was just working out in his driveway. Paparazzi, <laughs> I was sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that just reminded me of um. I just saw the group the, like the video on Twitter of like Ocho Cinco's Chow Please like cop like that shit was great. Yeah. <laughs> Chow Please, <laughs> that shit was great. Oh man! All right, Forty right. uh, ers at Buccaneers. This is going to be interesting. I, I like it. This is going to be a good game. Yeah, it, it might yeah. be a nice I, uh, trash game. That's what I was. It's, it's not the game like I'm. We're going to be tuning into, but I will be checking in. So at Bucks. Yeah, at, in in Tampa Bay. I'm going Niners. You know, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Jameis on this. You know, Bruce Arians is their coach now. Yeah, that's they, exactly they, what I was thinking. And, and, and shout out Todd Bowles, defensive coordinator. I think they're going to be a lot hey. better than what people think. Hey, Todd Bowles, Temple alum. Let's get it. You didn't want to mention where else he was at? Oh, he was with the Jets, too. <laughs> I love I like Todd Bowles. That, that, that's the more obvious one, right? And yeah. uh, Bruce, Bruce, I mean, Arian, I, Bruce Arians also, that's a Temple connection right there down at Temple. Yeah. Yep. Yep. But, uh, I mean, I like Todd Bowles. You know, it was nice having a black uh, coach. But, I mean, he was he he's better suited to be a defensive uh, a coordinator, Bro, honestly. The face he would make whenever anything went wrong, <laughs> man does not take his job seriously. Oh, man. I love that guy. All right. Uh, Lions and Cardinals, another uh, terrific matchup for week one. I'm going Lions. They're going to blitz the heck. I You saw how flustered Kyler Murray looked with yeah. those blitzes this preseason. I, I expect them to come after him early and often. It's going to be a long day. And Matt Stafford get, gets to throw without Patrick Peterson patrolling the skies. Yeah. I'm going the Lions. I'm going with Detroit, and Kenny Galladay is going for 100. Okay. Um, I think I'm just going to pick an upset pick just because. And he's going to go Arizona? Yeah. And they're home. They're home team. So yeah, that, that's why. Like if if they were away, you know. Yeah. Uh, Patriots Steelers in Foxborough. Patriots Steelers in Foxborough. Oh, in Foxborough, Pats. Yeah, Patriots. I got the steel curtain. Watch out for my son James Conner. Yo, I'm telling you, bro. I'm telling you. People sleep on Pittsburgh this year. But I got I got Pittsburgh. I sleep Stay on them with sleep. a pillow like, and a blanket. Just like the yeah. fucking, just like the Chance the Rapper album. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy all right monday night saints and texans in new orleans i'm going saints Ooh, that's a nice little matchup Ooh, saints, cool. and they're in new orleans oh they're in new orleans yeah they're in new orleans they don't never really lose there yeah uh, facts nah, except for in the nfc championship game but oh. you know oh <laughs> shots damn. fired damn um 
You know, I'm going to go with Houston on this. Ah, mm. uh, nah. Just Houston just seems so ready, but it's the Saints at home. Mm-hmm. Tell you what I what I what I tell you last week, bro. Every year that division flips. So you're absolutely right, but but the Saints at home don't really be flipping. Ah, that's true, but I don't know, man. Let's Texas gonna be better than what people think. All right, and then the last matchup on Monday night, the Oakland Raiders uh, taking on the Denver Broncos in Oakland, which is the last home opener in the Oakland Coliseum for the Raiders. A weird one, oh, man. You said Broncos and Raiders. Mm-hmm. Um, I yeah, I guess the the Raiders. They got hard knocks. They got um, A B. I guess yeah. He picked the helmet <laughs> finally. Yeah, he did. And um, yeah, I mean, the the Broncos just traded, you know, Case Keenum for older Case Keenum. <laughs> so yeah, I'm going with Raiders. Um. Yeah, I think I'm uh actually, and and Oakland's home. It's, it's tough. I think I'm gonna go Denver on this. I'm gonna go with Denver on this. Yep. All right. And JT said you're going Raiders. Yep. Okay. And those are our week one picks. I will post it in description, all that good stuff, and then we're gonna keep track of uh, how many points each of us get each week on this shit. We'll just discuss the prize. We'll let y'all know next next episode. Let me figure it out. Yeah. All right. So uh, that should wrap up NFL. I feel like we covered enough on it, and we got to pick some lot of stuff. Um, honorable mention, a dishonorable mention, actually. Uh, Team USA. Um, almost uh, losing to uh, who was that? Turkey. Turkey. Trash. Who's on um, Turkey? Ilyasova. Yeah. Oh, I don't even know God. who's playing. That should that's probably it. So it doesn't yeah. even matter who's on. It that's matters crazy. that uh, their uh, cheeks. And you know, I tried to vouch for them, and I thought that they would come out playing better. But yeah, no, it didn't happen. Um, JT was right. We shouldn't care, and Celtics fans should be worried. Also, Tatum got oh, hurt. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So they should. they should be worried about how they're gonna play, and also about Tatum. But um, yeah, now we got an ankle injury playing, and this is what every this is, and I'm bet you everybody that dropped out is like, you see, that's why I didn't want to mm-hmm. play. Exactly. Yup. That's exactly why. Yep. All I gotta say though is a uh, shout out Joe Harris, aka <laughs> aka Joe Jesus, uh, aka Cap America, uh, the winner of the three point contest last year, highest oh, three point field goal God. percentage. Just call him Captain America. He's Captain America for us. Anyway, is he, he captain also- on the team? Doesn't matter. It doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. You can't call doesn't him Captain matter. America. Does, he looks. He white. looks the. He Just looks the most white, like. He looks. The, he looks the most like. Because he's a white NBA player with a beard. He looks like Cap. I mean, if the similarities are there, I mean, I guess. that's not America's ass. Oh. How would you know? Whoa, whoa. Oh, <laughs> anyway, can we talk about how uh, not clutch Jason Tatum was down the stretch though when he got the uh, foul on the three point shot and missed the potential game winning. Uh, Free throw? Oh, didn't they only win because Turkey missed like four straight free throws? Four in yeah. a row. Oh my yep. god! No, but that's only Terrible. that was in that overtime. Was... Tatum had a chance to win it in regulation. Oh, regulation! Yeah. Missed the free throw. Turkey ends up tying it, and yeah, it was yeah. I don't know. Milestone almost blew the game because he I don't know what he was doing down the stretch. I don't like Milestone. I don't even want to talk about this. Like, yeah, this See, is just. I'm telling you, I don't know why people care about FIBA. Even if the U.S. loses, nobody's going to care about it in three months. 
They're gonna be like, oh wait, remember when USA, you know, lost in FIBA? Wait, yeah, they and the Olympics are gonna just violate everyone. <laughs> exactly, because all the good people are gonna be there. Yeah, you're absolutely right, JT. All right, and that about wraps it up for NBA. We <laughs> <laughs> ain't got much going on there, so uh, let's go right into our baseball. Reps. We got uh, the Yankees just doing Yankee things again, outside mm-hmm. of breaking breaking the 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 not being shutout streak, the the run streak, which is kind of unfortunate. But they came out strong after, so they did. No, they did. Yep, forty three games over five hundred. I'll take it. I mean, oh yes. At this point, yeah, it's it's interesting. We go into another uh, series series of at Fenway. Last time we we went to Fenway, I mean, we split. wasn't really the best series that we have, but I'm feel a little bit more confident with um, the way that everybody's playing. Mm-hmm. And from what it seems like is that we're about to have a lot of people return. John mm-hmm. Carlos, about to start his uh, rehab start. And uh, Severino already started his his uh, rehab program. Also, the Rail Riders made it into the playoffs, so any of the rehab stuff can happen in game situations down there. Hey, yep. Shout out, uh, shout out, Scranton, man. Shout out, shout out. Have you guys have you guys ever watched the uh, the show the Yankees have on? Oh, yes, on network. Yes network. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's, um, uh, like, yeah. It's like a uh, ro- uh something. Yeah, path, 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 yeah, path, yeah. Path, yeah, path, yeah, I seen that. Drink. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it does sound cool, cool though. It's, it's cool with all the with all the young dudes that are that some of them like are actually playing now, so it's kind of dope. Like they did an episode on like uh Talkman and on um what's his face fat fat guy uh Mike Ford. Mike, yeah, <laughs> fat guy. <laughs> nah, shout out to them though for real. Like uh Michael K said it too on the uh, the broadcast of the night where it's like yo they made the playoffs when because the Yankees have been hurt so much this year they're just constantly taking their best players. Yep. So That's shout out it. to them, and then now we're giving us better uh, chances to have our players rehab there. Shout out to Encarnacion playing. What was it? Eight. Uh, he had eight at bats, I think. Yep. And uh, Scranton, he came back and hit a homer. Yep. So he looks like he looks fine. Yeah. Yeah. So Mike Ford's he, probably going to be he, on that he, roster, but probably not to see the field. No, 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 I don't think Mike Ford. I don't think Mike Ford's going to end up on a roster. He's going to play on roster. Yeah. Oh no, he's not going to be on player roster. Nope. I can tell you that now. What really was contingent on who's gonna be on that twenty five man roster? It's oh no, just, he's back. Uh, yeah, no, he doesn't need to be. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. He's yeah. He's absolutely not gonna be. It yeah. really depends on if the Yankees want to, how many outfielders they want to have and how many relievers they want. Yeah. Um, they saying Urshel is gonna be back on Sunday, so he'll be back, and he, he's obviously gonna make the roster. But um, it should be interesting to see like which outfielders. That's gonna be the only confusing situation because if Stanton come back and if Hicks comes back, God willing, then. It's gonna be them two judge in the outfield. Then they're probably gonna take Gardner, and I'm missing somebody. I'm missing. Maybe. Maybe. It could. It, it could be Maven. It could be. Talkman. Yeah, I was like, do you take Maven over Talkman for the experience? And Talkman slumping right now. Uh, I mean, yeah. I I, I feel right. like you have to go with whoever whoever's hot. But I mean, Maven isn't particularly hot either. Yeah. So, yeah. but Maven gets on base though. That's that's the one thing yeah. you know. He's and and he's fast. So at least you know you're always going to have somebody on on the bench to pinch run in a in a situation. I feel like if there was a utility guy, we we should take from the outfield. I feel I wouldn't mind it. I, I think yeah. it would be the utility guy I would want over Talkman, just because he can he can fill for defensive purposes. He has been hitting re- relatively well this year, and yeah. um, he's fast. How about a uh, Red Thunder coming back uh, this week? Yeah, shout out my son Clint, but um. He just got to get into the flow again, but I ain't worried about him. I just pray they don't trade this man. Uh, 
I hope they're not just trying to build trade value by calling him up, man. Hey, man. Really depends good on players. what you get, though. You, you're right. But, but I mean, yeah. I in the grand scheme of things, I don't think you would want to trade him, though, because isn't his primary position left field? And I don't expect Gardner to be on the team like exactly too long. So it would be nice. And that's probably a reason why he struggles in right field anyway. So, like, you keep him in left or keep him on the team, you know, as soon as Gardner goes, boom, there you go. He's supposed to be the heir apparent for Gardner anyway. Yep, yep. And we all know, you know, we talk about every man's got to stop potentially. You know what? It just sucks that, like, I think Yankees fans now, they want to see Tuckman in that role. And don't get me wrong. Living in the moment. Yeah, I'm not upset. I'm not upset at it, though. Like, Tuckman, like, he had this run where he was really – Fucking yeah. out, but he's he's significantly talk man down. the sock he, man yeah right like he's significantly cooled down like and nobody really talks about it people was upset at Cliff Frazier because he had he made a few defensive mistakes the other day but it's like talking to go over three and everybody would be like we'll, we'll just completely disregard it yeah but you got to keep keep the, the same the energy same type of consi- yeah. yeah right you got to keep the same same consistency with you know these these young dudes coming up also yeah. um What's my favorite point about Talkman versus Frazier? Oh, yeah, that Talkman is old. <laughs> yeah, my Talkman man's is 28, which makes yeah. him more of a piece and less of an asset. Yep. You know what I'm thinking? I wish Talkman was playing better right now. So that mm-hmm. way, it's like when it, the end of the season comes, somebody's like, oh, Talkman, he might be pretty good. Let's see if we can use him as a starting outfielder. And then maybe we can get some prospects or something. Yeah, we can definitely use some. But, um, yeah, when is uh, Hicks supposed to come back? Ugh, well, I mean, he just started throwing again, so I don't know okay. when. I don't know when exactly. Yeah, um, they're gonna be real careful about that because they they were worried it was Tommy John. Yeah, so. right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Don't want don't want to pull like a KD out. over here. Yep, exactly. I don't even think that he he will be ready. So I think they should just keep. I, I think they will keep him off the ro- the roster. Mm. So it'll you think they'll keep him off the roster? In, period. Um, if he's hurt. Yeah, okay. I think so. Cause why? Cause why even risk yeah. it at that point? It's like no disrespect to Aaron Hicks, and he's one of the best defensive outfielders out there. But if he's hurt, I, he, there's no, there's no, there's no place for him. There's no place for him. Like not to live in the moment with the with these young dudes. But I'm just saying, it's a, it's a roster spot. At the end of the day, it's like, mm-hmm. and they're holding it down. Yeah, and if he's gonna be hurt, or if he, if it's even a risk of re-injury, I wouldn't even, I, I wouldn't even risk it. Yeah, I agree. Because especially they just sign him to that deal, like just let him take his time. Like everyone's been playing well to to cover for him, and um, let's say Stan comes back and is able to play the field, and Hicks doesn't. You know, we still have Gardner, and then we have whatever backups play center or left advisor. So you know what I mean. So like yeah. we'll have enough coverage. Like our outfield is. Um, I saw article thirty two about like how it was like. Cashman's crowded outfield. You know what I mean? Like um the polar opposite of what we had last year. But um it's working out. You know? So if anything, I, I, I'm on board with that where it's like it's not that big a deal if you miss the playoffs. <laughs> Obviously we'd rather have him or at least have him like off the bench, but at the same time, like I wouldn't want him to try and get warm in the playoffs. Yeah, I guess we'll I guess we'll see. It's gonna be a very it, it's gonna be very interesting because they're gonna carry two cat they're gonna get they're gonna carry two catchers. Yep. It should be about six infielders between Boyd, LeMahieu, Didi, Torres, Ursula, and probably one utility guy. Same thing with the outfield. It'll probably be four. It'll, it'll probably be Wade, five, right? Five, maybe, maybe, maybe Wade. Maybe. It's possible. And then it'll be six outfielders. 
possibly. And then it'll, so it'll be five or six. No, no, no. I, I lied. It'll be either four or five outfielders and then 12 or 13 oh, uh, pitchers. Hold on. Who are the six infielders you named? You said so Voight, be, Glaber, Urshela, um, Didi, and uh, DJ, right? D- and Carnacion well, uh, can play first, bro. And Carnacion, so that'll be the yeah. he'll be the he'll be the sixth infielder. Yeah, there you go. So yeah, so, so it won't be Tyler. Slow for Wade because uh between Lemayhu, uh Torres, and like Urshela, you could just throw him wherever. Yep. Wait. Exactly. So then, well, well, then the question becomes, right? If once once everybody gets healthy, and let's say Giancarlo comes back, mm-hmm. who do you slot in the DH spot? If you're I gonna- say you slot Encarnacion in the DH, and you let Stanton play left field. You let Stanton play the field over uh, who? Gardner? No, Gardner will play center if Hicks doesn't come back. Gardner plays center. But that's what I, right. no, that's what I was right. saying. If if oh. everybody comes back healthy, let's say. So, oh. So, so disclaimers. Oh, you're saying so this is if everybody if, if, in a healthy lineup. Mm-hmm. In a healthy lineup, who's the odd man out? Would oh. it be? If, if you're going to have to. You're going to have to. Roll, it's going to be somebody different every night. It's going to be somebody that you don't want. I mean, somebody that, it's somebody that you want to play that, that can't play because. It's either gonna be Voight, it's either gonna it's be or it might be Encarnacion, or it might be I'm trying to think. Everybody's healthy. If everyone's healthy, I think it's Encarnacion. It'll be that's what I'm that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking yeah, I think Voight's been right playing now. too well all season and also I feel like his defense is better than I'm gonna say who I think it comes down to who's the better first baseman, yeah. Yeah, and I have to feel like uh Voight put the work in to get in shape and to be more athletic to play the position this year. It'll either be Voight or Encarnacion. This this is what what the bench rotation is probably going to end up being. It'll probably be between Ursula Voigt and Encarnacion, simply because um, DJ is going to play first, a third every day. We'll, like we'll, he's going to play first or third every day, depending on what the lineup is, depending on who gets the day off as well. Yeah. Is what I'm saying. and starting pitching, I guess. Yeah, and then I mean, just think when it you know not to get ahead of ourselves, but let's say you know you get to the World Series, you're going to have potentially. Giancarlo Stanton, Encarnacion, or Voight, and somebody else as your pinch hitters just sitting on the bench. Yep. I mean, that's, that's, that's pretty comforting to... Uh, to oh, to for know. sure. I'm, oh, man, I'm so excited. We got to get there, though. Uh, yeah. three, three more weeks of the season? And uh, Yeah, end of September, right? Yep. Yeah. Speaking of, speaking of uh, three more weeks and getting there... <laughs> Mm. Oh man! It, oh man! I, all right. So before we before we begin, I just want to say that I I have been tuning into the Mets. I've been rooting for the Mets like all season, probably more so this season than I ever actually have. And the other night, I, I just couldn't help but like I was pissed. I felt like my I felt like the Yankees lost. I felt like the Yankees <laughs> lost because I, I've never seen anything like it. To to put things into perspective for you guys, when Miles texted us after this game, he was like he was yelling at the TV like he was a real Mets fan. So that just shows how frustrated he was just at the course of events. I can only imagine what an actual Mets fan oh, was going through. Oh my gosh, it was it was the most. I, I just couldn't couldn't believe it. So I'm listening to to the game on my way home, and by the time I get home, I'm up to the top of the ninth. And I'm like, all right, you know, whatever. Alonzo hit his 44th home run. And then McNeil get, get a hit. Conforto get a hit. I'm like, all right, this game is over. So I turn the channel, 
And then I go back to the game because I saw on ESP, I got ESPN notification that the Nationals scored and it's 10-7. I'm like, okay. And then they keep scoring. And then they brought in Edwin Diaz. Edwin <laughs> fucking Diaz, man. And, th- and this is the problem. The Mets have 25 blown saves the entire year. And they have about 60 wins. If, I, if you cut those blown saves in half, they're a playoff team. It, it, it's just this team is so much better than their record than the record shows. It's their bullpen can't get it done. Mm. And when your bullpen can't get it done, stuff like last night happens. A complete implosion. And the Mets fans are upset. They're gonna blame Mickey. Like a Mickey, like it was Mickey's fault. They took he took out Seth Lugo going into the ninth inning. If your bullpen can't protect a six-run league in major league baseball, you don't deserve to be a major league team. That was just one of the worst implosions I've ever seen from a team. And just seeing Chris Suzuki hit that three-run homer, it was it was heartbreaking. I felt for every Mets fan, and I was yelling at the TV screen like, "What? Like, crazy?" No, nah, that was uh, yeah, no, I was really wild getting notifications. I was uh, I was not watching the game at night, but just seeing every like everything transpire after the fact was wild. Like hearing the quotes where it's like, "Oh man, I really feel like I let down my team." Like, yeah, no shit. Like I was trying to make the playoffs, and you can't even finish. You blew a seven-point lead. Right in the bottom of the ninth, like that doesn't even sound real. And the, it doesn't. I know you're saying it, but it's like I honestly haven't seen the at least the best fans that I know really say much about Mickey, just about just like what the fuck is this team, and just more so about how bad the DS trade was. Um, because that shit is like you. There's no excuse. There's zero excuse. And like I don't know. I think uh I think what Mickey called like a team meeting or something today because it's like. Dude, like, uh, yeah. How do you go back to your? How do you look at your teammates again? Going like, yo, we're really trying to make the wild card, and this is what you're doing. If you're Jacob Degrom, how do you look at your team? Ooh, I'm so glad you brought up Jacob Degrom, cause like, oh yeah, let's like, get into. This. I saw this. I saw this stat, and I got upset for Jacob Degrom. Right. So over his last 57 starts, right, 57 starts, he is 16 and 17. Sorry, 16 and 17 with a 2.13 ERA, right? Now, that, now, here's where it gets even crazier. The team as a whole in those 57 games, 21 and 36. They are 15 games oh. under 500 when Jacob deGrom starts. Mind you, Jacob deGrom has only given up about two runs a game. Two runs a game. That's and nice. he is 16 and 17. He, we need to save this man. We need to get this man out of poverty right stat now. We need an extraction team. Because this is this is blasphemy, honestly. It's blasphemy. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. And um, I said this before, but uh, well, I said this to you guys. Yeah, I really think this might be um just just like the mellow contract where it's like, yeah, I'm gonna take my money to sign this extension and stay here, and just waste these good years of my career when uh, I could have gone to either in a trade, like gone and you know maybe played for that other New York team and uh, have a ridiculous amount of wins. You know, like it's, ah, oh man, it it hurts. Like honestly, the only, like, the only person I'd be okay with them trading Clint Frazier for would probably be Degrom. And exactly, start the free Jacob Jacob Degrom hashtag yeah. over here or something because yeah. uh, this yeah. man he deserves better. He's like a battered woman right now. This guy isn't. This guy is in Rikers Island right now. Degrom is stuck there. Like it, it's ridiculous. If you gave DeGrom the Yankees uh, offense in those 57 games, he'd probably be like 45 
and and like eight or something like that. Like, <laughs> like he he would have a stupidly great record because for because the team can at least put up more than three runs a game. It, it's mind boggling, and that's what that's what that's what's really frustrating. If I was a Met fan, I'd be really frustrated with because they have one of the best starting rotations in all of baseball, and they've had it for the past four or five years, even going back to the Matt Harvey days. And yet they can't build a team around it. If it's not the bullpen, it's the hitting. And if it's not the hitting, it's the bullpen. They've never had a team where it's like, okay, the hitting is decent, the bullpen's decent, and the starting pitching is phenomenal. Aside from that one year in um 2015, and that's only because they got the uh Cespedes trade midway through the season. And I believe they got um the guy from the Reds. Um Oh wow, I'm blanking on his name. I, th- I believe he's on like the Red Sox now, but oh, he was a big, oh. uh, big power hitter. Uh, um, I forgot his name. But what are you talking about though? Yeah, but like it, phenomenal pitching, decent hitting. They added somebody, Cespedes, and this other guy, right? So to boost the offense, and then you had a, a semi-decent bullpen. Now it's like I don't know who you turn to in the bullpen and going. And you know, it, it's crazy that the, the whole team mentality in baseball. Like you go into the locker room, and if you're like a position player, right? You go into that ninth inning. All right, we gave you guys a we gave you guys a six run lead. We come back in the we come back into the locker room. We lose. Like, like how do I go in from the media and be like, you know, we as a team need to be better. Blah blah blah. We did our job. Like I, if I'm a position player, I did my job. I went, you know, two for five. I got an RBI. I got a home run. And this guy comes in the game and completely blows it. So how like how how am I supposed to feel like it's I feel like it's kind of hard team chemistry wise when these guys are performing on offense you know Pete Alonso having a phenomenal year yeah and, he might catch Aaron Judge's record yeah and then you got guys like Diaz that are just gonna come in and completely blow it it's unfair like I said and, yeah. and like like I've been saying this team is better than what it's shown it's just it's just unfortunate that like these players. Like even like Conforto, he's quietly having a really good season. Has about thirty home runs and, a, and almost ninety RBIs. Like you know, McNeil's having a great season as well. And I just don't want it to be ruined with the fact that the Mets might not make the playoffs. I still think that they can. It's just gonna be. It, it's just difficult. But I will say this: on the bright side, they did win this series today. Mm-hmm. So I guess that kind of makes up for it, but not really because it should have been a sweep. Still and, probably broken yeah. after that. Show. Unless yeah. now they just go on a tear and win every game. It's possible. Like, though. I mean, oh they yeah, have, for sure. There's plenty of baseball left, but it's just the fact that like they need to win. So they need to win a lot of these games. They not it, these are hard games. They have to play teams that are all in front of them, except for two teams. So they have. So they got uh, three games against the Phillies, then four against the Diamondbacks, which is going to be a very critical series. They have three against L.A. Dodgers. Then they have three against Colorado, three against the Reds, four against the Marlins, and then three against the Braves. It's like it's not an easy schedule. They have like they have a lot of work to do, and in that time period, that bullpen is have to is going to have to rely on somebody other than Seth Lugo and Justin Wilson to to step up. Otherwise, it's, it, it, it playoffs just not in the cards this year. I don't know. It's just like it's Fritos, man, man. Like it sucks because you can't even be like, oh, Mets fans are spoiled. Or it's just like they're just starting pitchers just wasting good years of their career. And yeah, like I, I don't understand. Like when do you just tear down the whole shit and just build your farm system up? I mean, it's it, it's tough because the, the even if you don't get rid of starting pitching, like 
start trading some well, shit, man. Well, yeah, but that's a, that's the thing is that this team is not as far as away as, as you actually think. Like, it, it it's unrealistic to say if they had the Yankees bullpen, but if they had like even a subpar bullpen, if they had a subpar bullpen, they would they would be significantly better. And they're just now realizing that. Not just now realizing, but Seth Lugo has been their consistently best closer. Like, and he's just now starting to close games. And you know what I'm saying? And Edwin Diaz now, like, like it's to the point where he can't see another high leverage situation for the rest of the season. If I'm if I'm making Callaway, you can't you can't trust him in in that in that role. There's no there's no there's no way. Yeah. And he was put in a position where he kind of had had to trust him, and you know he messed up again. Imagine. Having a closer that let up fourteen home runs, you pitching only one in, one inning a game. It's not even the end of the season yet. Fourteen home runs, crazy. man can't even do his job. Nope. Something has to be off of him because he has good stuff, and he's only twenty five. So, if the Mets do decide to trade him, he's he'll definitely be some trade bait. But it would be nice if he could like close a game. Do you just close one? Do you wait to trade him until? After yeah, next season, how long do you wait? Uh, I don't know how long he's under control for, so I have to check that. But I think he's, I think it's still two years. But even still, I mean, is he that much of an asset right now? I mean, not right now. If you ask anybody, I don't think anybody wants Diaz on, which is crazy because if you think about it, literally just go back, you know, eight nine months, Diaz was arguably a top three closer in the league. It's crazy how how much of a drop off he's had this season. Nobody could have predicted it. I mean, and I don't think blame should be placed on you know, uh, oh wow, why am I blanking? I just had his name in my head. The GM, bro, oh Brody, Van, you oh, know Van Brody, yeah Van Wagenen. Because I mean, if you think about it, Diaz coming in was looked at as a great trade, and then you just had to have Cano. All right. And you, you would have thought that Cano was like the the, the black sheep in that trade, but it really kind of turns out that Diaz is. Um, I think, but going back to, I think I may have said this last last week, but this is going to be a really big offseason for Brody. I mean, they, he's got a, he's a New York, te- like the Mets are a New York team, but they spend like a, a Milwaukee Brewers. They're yeah, a big market team, but they, early, yeah. Not an early episode, and you're absolutely right. Yeah, they owe, but they don't spend money and he needs to spend money on this bullpen and until they spend money eh, well they're just going to be the same old mess yeah well um season's you know season's almost done so it's like you got to see if they can catch or not because it's still not a lot they're not a whole lot of games back like they're still in striking distance it's just four and a half games but do they fold after it's going i I don't know how you come back though like that's a tough one i mean they're going to win since not they're going to games of the season but I, I think they just they'll they'll just falter, you know. And like I I say off rip, they they finish under five. Like the the rest of the games, they go under five hundred for the rip, those remaining games. Mm. Yeah, so they they have twenty six games left. I'm not gonna lie, they need to win twenty of these twenty six games if they want to make the playoffs. That's it. They gotta yep. go twenty. They gotta go twenty and six for the rest of the season. And other and, people gotta lose. Yeah, other people gotta lose too. But the more important is that they have to win. So they only have six losses left before their season is over. I'll put it put it like that. They're four and a half games back. Four and a half back. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. That's twenty and six should work. Um, I just think I, I just can't see them. I think they're probably gonna go like twelve and fourteen. You know the only reason why I have hope 
The only reason why I have hope is because the Cubs, who are the second wild card team, they're great at home, but they're terrible on the road. Like they're a sub five hundred team by like eight or nine games on the road. Hmm. It's baseball. Anything can happen. I'm not holding my breath on it, but I'm sticking to what I'm saying is that the Mets is going to make the playoffs. I still think that they can. They just, you know, Brandon Nimmo came back. He had a couple good at-bats this past, this, these past few days, and then Robbie Cano came back three for three. So maybe this is the spark plug that they need, something that will motivate them. Hopefully. Yep. So I guess we'll see. Yeah. All right. Um, we all good on sports? Yeah, I think so. Oh, real quick. Uh, shout out to Temple Owls winning their week one uh matchup. <laughs> Smoke team, yeah, buddy. Yo, Russo's a real that deal. My that and that guy, uh, Isaiah Wright. Isaiah Wright's a problem. Oh man, I'm so glad he's gonna be able to get more time because he deserved more time before. Yes, sir. Who's who do you, who do you play next week? Who's Temple play next week? Ooh, I can answer that right now. Do, 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 do. Oh, they play Maryland. Let's go. Yeah. Oh, they play Maryland next week? And yeah, we yeah. smacked Maryland last year, too. I remember that because oh, I was man, down man. in. Uh... Maryland, Maryland smacked Howard oh, last year. Oh, yeah. Know. That doesn't it's count. It's an HBCU. <laughs> HBCU <laughs> teams bro. don't count. But JT 79? They don't count. They don't. This happens every year. People don't put 79 up in Madden. Penn State put up 79. Penn State, State out of a score. Penn State put up 79 against whatever team they were playing. I should have won 79. Yeah. I'm telling you, they don't HBCU teams don't count except for Howard that one year they beat UNLV. And I mean it's UNLV. <laughs> so Oh wait, no. Georgia didn't Georgia Southern is Georgia Southern an HBCU? Or no? I don't know. Man. I don't know all the all, all the I know is that uh, apparently the matchup predictor has a sixty six point seven percent um on Maryland beating us. Oh man, upset alert! Yo, man, Russo threw for four oh nine. All right. Well, uh, on that note, <laughs> all right. So that's a good place to wrap up sports and uh, head right into part four of Anime Book Club. So uh, that's right, part four, ReZero, starting life in another world. And uh, for this week, we had episodes twelve through fifteen. So uh, major spoilers ahead. Um, yeah, let's, let's get into it. Man, look, I got a lot to talk about. This nigga, see, now I'm with now I'm with Miles because this nigga super be pissing me off now. Like, <laughs> see, you see, <laughs> <laughs> see, I I didn't believe Miles at first. I was like, no, nah, no, nah, give my man's a chance. Nah, I want to throw hands with this nigga for Bro, real. Oh, my mama want to throw it. Yeah, like for real, I want to. I, I you want to. You want to do that now, and then we can catch up after. Gotcha, 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 gotcha. Okay, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. So bet, bet, bet. All right, so episode twelve, right, of the re zeros. You know, we see that the, the emissary. <laughs> First of all, I know this is a thing in animes, but like, come on, B, you oh, couldn't make you couldn't make Felix look a little bit like a guy, like a little <laughs> bit like a guy. I'm out here, like, yo, all right, the emissary come through. All right, bet, bet, bet. It was kind of cool how uh, Subaru was, um, you know, chopping it up with the uh, with the chauffeur, and come to find out, chauffeur like some wow badass nigga, like uh, crazy. I saw Wilhelm. Yeah, Wilhelm. He's like, oh yeah, I'm a, I'm a demon sword slayer. I'm like, whoa. But uh, yeah, my man's Felix out here, um, a whole cat 
and like you know meow 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 i'm like yo my dad come on be like you don't even have to be doing this for real for real and that's like not even like, like every the way anime he, has one i See, guess i don't like cats but if i did have a cat i might name it felix i feel that i'm not <laughs> mad at that there's a famous cat there's a famous cartoon cat named felix that's oh, true. the only famous cartoon cat i know is garfield no no felix is a, what about the tom one. oh tom oh, i forgot about tom oh yeah that's true. Yeah, top, yeah, top yeah. legend. I ain't gonna hold you. But nah, yo, when I first when they first introduced Felix, I'm like, all right, a, a girl named Felix, I guess is cool. But this is like the very subtle things that they do in anime, like, and this might bring out the per- the perv in me, but I really don't care. But if you look at Felix, like yo, Felix is just chest. But if you look at what's the name of the um Felix's owner, the uh the girl that's Kush. um yeah, oh, Kush, yeah. yeah, she got a, she she got a nice little rack on her. So if you look at the difference, it's like, all right, I guess I can see how Fizz could be a guy. And but um, as you could see at the end of uh, episode 15, Rem, uh, Ram got no chest. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, that's true. But we, yeah, uh, but, but uh, it's, it's okay. Yeah, I, I see. Right, we're, we're getting sidetracked. Uh, we're getting sidetracked. But yeah, yeah, yeah. So like. It was just wow, and then you know the you know it keeps continuing, and then you know they go off to the police the the night night station because they're trying to find uh, felt, and then my man Subaru of course got to be the you know knight in shining armor go into the alleyway, see the old see old girl, and she was like yeah no nah, no nah, everything's cool the world is designed for me. At my first reaction was like yeah, what does she mean by that like is that, I I just thought she was just like being some like snobby like rich yeah, person that's a like bold claim. Yeah, I just thought she was like being like a sloppy rich person, like, oh, I'm I'm rich, I'm wealthy, I'm I'm royal, so of course the world is gonna nothing's gonna happen to me. And I'm like, all right, bet come to find out, old girl is part of the royal selection. Crazy. Wow. Crazy. It'd be the people that you least expect. Well, not even people, but the anime characters that you least expect. Yeah, so that was a good summary of episode twelve of just the idea of getting back to the capital. Um, trying to find all these people that Subaru needed to think. And then you get yep. the beginning, you see sort of the selection. And then you got episode 13. That was oh, uh, largely the selection. And uh, <laughs> that whole uh, setting up the selection. Um, you see Felt get brought back, which like literally. That was wild. Me, this was so funny. Because so like, when you guys are talking about like the beginning, like episodes one through three. And I remember you guys like, yo, I can't wait to see Reinhardt's character progression. And I know yeah. he's going to be a big part of it moving forward. And I was sitting here like, here guys. Whatever Reinhardt's a kidnapper. Like this, do you know how funny it is when like. I literally, it's like I break the fourth walls if I was being recorded. Like, I will look right at my laptop and just be like, these niggas don't know. Yeah. <laughs> nah, uh, but yeah, no, nah, like that, I, I, you know, big twist there. Also, um, you, you get a whole bunch of new characters in there. Yeah. Here it yeah. is. It's, it's kind of dope. And like like I told y'all last week, I compare anime a lot. Mm-hmm. I feel like if I, if I can compare this to anything, this reminds me of, like you know in the original naruto when oh the tuning exam well yes that was like the first kind of intro the first part of re-zero i guess would be when they're in the mansion and and then um subaru's figuring everything out this is like kind of similar to like the tuning exams where all these new characters get get introduced and it's Mm kind of like overwhelming at first because it's like oh you don't know who's you got to keep track of yeah yeah, i can see that you yeah. gotta you gotta keep track of the knights. You gotta keep track of uh, the new uh, characters that are introduced and the people in the characters that are reintroduced too. Yeah, you got those, and then you got um my son Subaru uh, getting challenged. I challenge you to a do. Yo, um, first of all, can we talk about how this uh, you know bitch ass Julius out here just player hating? 
Oh my gosh, the big player hating. This is ridiculous. Yeah, nah, but I ain't gonna I, I ain't gonna lie. Seeing Subaru get, get get washed like that, it was kind of refreshing though. Because I, <laughs> I, I, I think I think he needed that. Like, yo, he really Oh no, he did, that. yeah. Yeah, yeah, bro. Because you can't be out here claiming that you at night. Bro, you go. Guys, you, that was wild, disrespectful. He was like, "What's even cool about it anyway?" Right, like, you like, guys, it's just your dad's like, name. Like, like, like you, you can't go through training. Post Avenue, start claiming that you blood and not expect <laughs> to get washed, bro. Like that's literally like, like you can't, you can't, you can't do that. You you can't do that. So him getting beat up, it was justified. And even after the fact, Ryan was like, "Nah, I shouldn't let that happen." No, I'm happy you let it happen because he deserved to get fucked. Up. Dude, Ryan yeah. is just such a good dude, man. He is. He just wants to. He just wants to be everybody friends. No, I think. I think the most humbling part about the fight was when he tried to use uh, Shamak. Oh, and and he was just like, "Yo, what? Yo, yo, who's me? I was so. I was so disappointed. I was. I, I was like. I was like. This really thought that was it. And uh, Julius basically said it. He was like, "Yo, you thought this was gonna be an ace in a hole? Take this. <laughs> yeah, hold this out. Hold. Wait, but can we can we can we rewind a sec in the episode? Uh, when you're in it, when uh, they're introducing all the other candidates, right? You meet uh, Priscilla. You meet Anastasia. Uh, you know, felt. You know, Amelia. Uh, yeah, Cruz. Um, yo. Did you hear their monologues as to like you know when they're introducing each other? Yo, Priscilla was dead. Just like yo, I'm trying to rule so you all can be you know subservient to me. Yada yada yada. Yeah, it and it really felt like um you know when you get challenged by a trainer in Pokemon and they just say some random shit before the battle starts. Yeah, like that's basically what they were all like. I like Magikarp. Like you know what I'm saying? Like, that's what that's <laughs> yeah. Really like yeah. what do you call it? Anastasia? Was just like yeah, I like a lot of I like wealth and and, and greed and I want what I want. And I want a, uh, I want a kingdom. Like, wait, what? Like, what does that even mean? We should be honest, right? About this money. <laughs> nah, felt felt had the best one though. It's like if I'm ruler, I'm taking, I'm tearing all this shit all down. This is all no, y'all bitches. <laughs> y'all motherfuckers gonna be doing magic in Pelican Bay when I'm done with y'all. <laughs> That's, nah, I, I, I did like felt Drake. Nah, on the sentimental side. I did like uh, Amelia's because she was she was like, all right, well, equality, but okay, I hear you, Amelia Luther King. Like you was trying yeah. to, she, she <laughs> really, like she was really up there giving her I have a dream speech. Like okay, we get <laughs> it. You're, you're half elf. Like okay, this is what. Oh, but that's probably it. why. That's probably why because she's trying oh, to no, like a single drop of elf blood. <laughs> dog, they was really put. Yo, the old, the one dude. I don't think his name was ever spoken, but he was uh on the right side the of the room. The eyebrows, right? Yeah, the one with the eyebrows. Yo, he was coming at her neck for no reason. He's like, oh, we can't trust her. You look just like the witch, and we can't trust it. Why would we? This is a sham. This whole thing is a sham. We just shouldn't even be considering her. And I'm like, yo, my man's relax. Damn. <laughs> It was bad. I felt like I, I really felt like Amelia's half black now. Like I look at her and I'm like, yo, I feel for you, sis. Like, yo, I, feel, I mean, like, yeah, like, I, I was thinking about that today too. I feel like a lot of shows, especially you see that social commentary, like um, I don't know if you guys have seen Tokyo Ghoul, but that one in particular, I feel like um fit. And maybe we'll do that later. But um, yeah, agree. It was like, oh, you feel like black people, but also um, you know, you talk about felt felt was really out here like fucking Daenerys. <laughs> Like, no, oh no, she was That's like Daenerys. No, Daenerys was really, oh man. <laughs> yeah. Wait, but how about old man Rom coming through like SEAL Team Six through the floor? <laughs> he said, yo, yo, he really thought he had it too. He was like, yo. I'll get him with this one. Yeah. When my, when my man fell in a position where she was Rom like, yo, I guess she's like, I guess I'll do this. Why yeah. not? Yeah, whatever. <laughs> she's like, man, fuck all y'all. <laughs> 
It's like, I'm only doing this for real, for real, so y'all put your hands off my mans. For real. <laughs> I ain't mad at her. I ain't nah. mad at her. That's but see, that's after that, after that, it gets, shit gets real, man. Yeah, bro, it was that. It was my son getting smacked up, and then it was him ruining his relationship with Amelia. Which, um, I, before we go to 14 or 15, that scene, like, I don't know if it's just because I'm watching it back, where it's like I'm paying a lot more attention to these scenes in particular, like this one. um, The one from the last part, where um he talks about like him breaking down emotionally where he's literally like yo she doesn't fucking understand and it's like just a lack of communication between the two of them and it's just like yo like i'm doing this all for you and she's like i ain't i don't know what you talk about man like i ain't asked for this and now basically you're using me as an excuse to put yourself through all the suffering like i mean he's like yo you you should owe me like it should be a bigger debt like don't why don't you understand and it's like same time it's like you feel real bad because you know he can't talk about it as much as he wants to yeah because he tried to again yeah. and the, the the hands grabbed his uh throat that shit was wild man that was wild that was, then that it, was quite a scene to, to yeah. me at least nah, nah, that, joint was definitely, that joint was definitely powerful as i'm watching it i'm looking at it I'm, I, I i just feel bad you can't help but feel bad for subaru in certain situations because he really can't tell anybody about his that felt like that, his uh yeah. his rock bottom like for sure for sure yeah like physically he was damaged then he breaks his relationship with amelia there it's just like I don't, you know, what was really gonna pick up, yeah. and that leads us into uh, episode uh, fourteen, where he's at. Uh, oh, yo, that new intro, that new intro type fire though. I, I love when they start uh, coming through with the new. With oh, the that's new usually intro. that usually shows when different arc starts, but I yeah, well, intro. well, yeah, well, yeah, 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 yeah. That's why. Okay, yeah, I love the, I love watching intros. So we were anime how how old intros be fire, but the outros be terrible. The outros be mad emotional and shit. Oh my bro, God. that was one of my favorite jokes on Twitter for a bit. <laughs> it was the anime intros, the anime outro. Crazy, because you really watching this like you getting all hype. Outro come. Ah, uh, all right. Tired but, of this. Uh, yeah, episode. fourteen was um. My man's was out here at the mansion getting talking, chopping it up a cruise. And um, getting healed and stuff, and trying to figure out what he's gonna do. He's pretty down, you know. And then um, after Krusha gets a little little moonlight. Right, I thought I thought she was gonna come on to old man's. I was like, oh yeah, yeah Subaru. And then Felix is like, yo, what you doing? All men are dogs. And then she was like, everybody in the castle know who he love. Yeah, I'm about to say. Wait, but it was man funny. It was like Subaru was like, nigga, ain't you a my a man too? Like yo, exactly. bro, like, <laughs> nah, 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 she really definitely. <laughs> I was like, yo, whose side is he on, bro? Like, yeah, but all. Nah, I fuck with Felix, though. <laughs> Felix is jokes. Felix you know? just, he just seems like comic relief at this point. Like, he's just he kind of funny. Felix is one of the, the best magic users in the kingdom. Oh, you yeah. Know what I mean? Like, that's not Felix. Yeah. But, um, yeah, and he's a knight. So it's like, um, Felix will put, put the hands on you if need be. But, um, yeah, like that that scene with uh Krush, and then after where you know uh Rem gets her like clairvoyance with her sister, and then it's like, yo, we gotta leave. Breaks that relationship with Krush. Krush is like, hey, if you leave here, like we we enemies now. Um, I think you should just heal up. And you know, Subaru don't like to listen. He mad hard headed. See, that's why I don't. That's why I'm starting to not like him because I'm like, yo, you don't gotta be the hero. He hears, oh, there's mad negative energy around the uh, around Roswell's manor. Oh no, I gotta go. Amelia's gotta put dog. Yeah, he's you like, are the I'm weakest the only character. One who could do in, something. You're the weakest character in this whole show. And Felix <laughs> told him that to his face. Cruz <laughs> was like, nah, nah, don't do it, don't do it. Like, nah, I gotta let two points know. per game. Dog. He was he really he yo it's it's the it's the it's the age old saying bench players talking like starters. 
that is what Subaru does. And like, you got to give it, he's got a lot of heart. He's scrappy, you know, <laughs> the sportsmanship is, of the oh, year. Okay, okay, what is he, a white college basketball player? He is TJ McConnell on the Sixers. How about that? <laughs> yeah, I like, I like that. I like okay. TJ, though. I like and I love TJ McConnell, but like, yeah, come on now. Yeah, but, um, you know, he's just convinced that he's the only one who could do anything. But um, when he first got to the Capitol, he was like, hey, you know, a lot's happened. I got bit by dogs trying to save the kids. Then I got bit by dogs trying to save Rem. Then I was about to get bit by a big dog and then Roswell came and saved us. But he, he dead went, um, did I actually do anything? I'm like, no, you didn't. <laughs> like, nah, you didn't. Like, like, I basically like, the way. I knew I was done with Subaru this episode when Shorty sat him down and he she's pouring herself a drink and he's like, oh, I'm not old enough to drink yet. I'm like, bro, come on, son. I'm about to, yeah. If you're gonna be a protagonist of the show, you have to be at least somewhat like, ah, oh, man, it's, it, he gotta have somewhat of an edge to him. He's just like, nope, I just know that I'm not gonna really die, so I'm just gonna put my life at risk in any situation I can. Oh, man, no, it's, uh, this is hilarious. He has analyzed Subaru as a protagonist. You in a magical world, how are you not going to take a sip of alcohol? Well, like, it doesn't on, matter man. at this point. Plus, laws are probably different anyway, right? You, don't even got, you probably don't exactly. even got no laws. Them kids then in the village probably be drinking. Probably. <laughs> but, um, yeah, oh, so that man. happens. And then uh, this is when shit really started getting real. The end of episode oh, 14, yeah. when um, Rem, you know, you, you see Rem start to pour her heart out more towards him. And uh, mm. he's like, Yo, they're, they're racing back. And then she puts him to sleep so she can go by herself. And then, uh, oh, yeah. oh boy, my man, um, finally, you know, ends up making his way back to the the property, and everyone is dead and uh, slaughtered. Oh, yeah, and at the dead. very end, you see yeah. Rem's body. That was a uh, what? What were you guys expecting the mansion to be like when you first? Were you, did you guys think it could be anything like that? Or I wasn't expecting everybody to be dead like that. But the, the problem is, is that I, I never really know what to expect just because I know that Subaru could come back at any mm-hmm. at any point. But the fact that I saw everybody's dead, I'm like, oh, another restart. And then what happens right after that? Mm, yeah. Restart. I mean, um, yeah, that was just some that first shit, man. And at least you finally see him showing some emotion back towards Rem where he's like calling for her and calling for her. And then that was it. And then here we go. Right into one of the best episodes in the show right there episode 15 that episode is the reason why i wanted to to make sure this shit was fresh going into this recording because um that there's a lot to unpack in that episode but even just the way it starts where my man is just mentally broken um another one where you get introduced some other characters also episode 15 is the reason why i tell people to watch the sub because beetlejuice's character i cannot imagine anyone else i don't even understand japanese and i don't care because i couldn't imagine anyone else doing it like how about this how about say, it, that voice it literally that voice feels like the crap yeah it literally feels like um like watching like a, a joker like watching like Heath Ledger play the joker. yeah yeah, like, yeah, that's, yeah. A good, that's a good comparison like so watching the dub version i watched the dub version first i'm like okay oh you watched the dub version first oh man i did yeah i did i did i did i watched the dub version first and which is weird because i usually watch it the sub one first and then the dub but um i watched the dub version first and i'm looking at I, like i'm hearing him i'm like all right he's like the typical scary dude that co- that comes about but when i saw when i when i saw the um the sub version the second time around yo cringy 
I got de- I definitely got a lot of Heath Ledger kind of um I, I don't even know how to des- describe it. Like I'm hearing his, his voice. I'm yeah, like, like the inflection I'm, in his literally. voice, the changes yeah, of yeah, tones, yeah. like everything. Yeah. Yep. And he just repeat the way he repeats like words too all the time. Like like to the point where it's just like, yo, this is kind of getting really yeah, you scary. You want to convince someone you're crazy? Like he did a fucking great job along with the animation. Like the um the interactions characters, the biting the fingernails, biting the fingers in general, the way his head turns. Like Beetlejuice as a the way his character. spine yeah. was turning. I was like, Beetlejuice Yo. as a character is just insane. So um yeah, the episode fifteen, you know, goes back in time trying to figure out what's going on. They decide to go home early because he's just like mentally drained and then uh the they get attacked by the witch's cult and that's where Beetlejuice gets introduced, kidnaps Subaru. And um, right after he does his whole spiel, and then you get a little more insight into the witch's cult there. He's like, oh, I'm like an archbishop. I'm the one for sloth, you know. And then, oh, man, to me, this shit, this this scene right here, when Rem comes and tries to save him, and man, her whole body up. And that's when mm-hmm. he finally comes back to his senses and sees her, and it's just like, goes crazy again but when you see her crawling over to him just broken on the ground like the last of her energy just to break his shackles bro that shit was yeah that was touching that was touching nah she really came through with the force he was like pew 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 and then all of a sudden like you think it's like all right rem actually about to like go on some ham stuff and then all of a sudden the man just lifted up his hand and was just like Gotcha. Humble the real like, whoa, whoa, whoa. shit. Humble the real. I was thing. like, whoa, this is some this is some evil dark magic right here. But real quick though, I got mad KKK vibes from uh <laughs> Oh yeah. <laughs> in the hood. In the hood yeah. They just pulled up. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. What's going on here? Yeah, Mr. Oh, but it's, all right. Earlier in the episode though, when he goes to the mansion, I believe, and it's like all like everybody's dead and it's all frozen he goes on like this one hole and it's frozen and he hears a, a voice and it's a woman's voice and it says you're too late and then like his body freezes and he cracks open and he mm-hmm. dies and respawns right do you think that's the witch's voice that might be i was thinking that i was thinking that as well i've never thought because yeah I, I i i heard it and i'm like yo this is like who else could it be that's not that's not his conscience yeah um, the one thing I will say, just to like kind of give you another layer to think about, um, this isn't really a spoiler. It's just something if you didn't pick up. And um, shout out, again, shout out to Ryan Arnold, dude, put me on. Um, but he pointed this out to me when we were talking about this episode too. If you notice at the very end when um, he like is still holding uh, Rem's body and he like drops, sees Ram dead and like just drops to his knees, and um, you see that giant shadow. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, like the giant, like kind of like yeah, cat looking creature. Shadow, and then his head gets chopped off. If you notice, the giant shadow has an earring. Do you know mm. who that shadow is? Do you have any idea? Is that Puck? That's not Puck. Yeah. Oh, it is? no way. Yeah. So Puck's wow. spirit was just like on a rampage then. Yeah, because it's oh, the exact same earring. You know what? That, and that happened at that happened at night, didn't it? Uh, yeah, and um, the other thing is oh, I, didn't, I didn't put this together. That's crazy. I didn't put this together um, until now where it's like, okay, it makes sense that it's Puck because if you notice, it's snowing mm. and Puck stuff is frost. 
even though it said i know amelia said oh puck's like a fire spirit or whatever but you know when amelia's fighting she uses like it's kind of like looks like frost right yeah so to me I, that i don't know if i'm right or not but like that's what i was putting together and then you know where he's just like die along with like my daughter so that's injured i never thought about that where right i'm i'm about to look it up to see exactly what what that voice says Hmm. But then if it's Puck, why well, I wonder why I mean I guess it's on the rampage, but why would why would he cut off his head? Unless he might unless would Puck know about Subaru's thing and like maybe knows if Subaru dies, then he could probably go back and change some stuff. No, no, I don't think anyone would know. Hmm. This is interesting. Yo, this show is so trippy. Like Well, you know what's weird? I think every everybody who comes in contact with um Subaru knows he's faced death before because I remember uh, when Felix was some shit, know it. Yeah, when Felix was talking to the the chauffeur uh, Wil- Wilhelm, and he was like, "Oh, that's not really like you to you know talk to people." He was like, "Oh yeah, his eye caught me." Like that's somebody who he uh, he's he's faced death before. So I wanted yeah. to kind of hear what he had to say. It's like, dang. And I feel like, and Rem kind of pointed this out. Like whenever he dies, I think that's when the sh- the, the scent. Of like the witch's scent, I think that's when it's the strongest on him because you saw like in the I, mm. I, I forget if it's episode fourteen or episode fifteen where like mm. right, right where he responds and then he has like this black like oh no 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 it was episode fourteen when he was like really shaken up when he mm. had like the black like uh, aura coming out of him and it wasn't like very big it was kind of subtle it was when uh, when Rem said it yeah, yeah when she put him to sleep mm-hmm. right I was like he, she has the uh, the witch's miasma. Whatever that shit means. Yeah, that was uh, trippy. Yeah, I mean, it's just that whole episode, man. Like, just going back to it again. Like, just Beetlejuice's character is just fucking insane. That dude murders that role. It's like, you don't really... Like, in certain situations, you really do, especially with, like, good animation. You think about the voice acting. But it's like, that dude really killed it. And then just, like, again, introduce Beetlejuice to the character and just getting more insight into the, the witch's cult just in the sense of, like, how they build up whatever the ordeal is whatever their plans are you know this is you get the confirmation that this is the same witch's cult that attack rem's village mm. you know what i mean it's pretty that shit when she first starts she goes yo you took my sister's horn you took my reason for living and now you're trying to take away my reason for dying like yeah when she said that i was like man. yo yeah that was she loved him yeah she's definitely hinata and he's naruto <laughs> just an extremely weaker version <laughs> extremely weak efforts under Naruto. You can't even compare the two because my son is Subaru is so useless. Subaru is like, you know what? He's Magikarp, but he's not Magikarp with uh with, with Splash. He when he ran out of Splash, so he got struggled. So that's what happens. <laughs> you know, you know, you know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> he runs out of PP for the attack. Yep, yeah, exactly. So he just has struggle. That's the only way it works. <laughs> he just has struggle. That's the best way to summarize Subaru. Yeah, basically, he just, had, he just had struggle. He's like, nope, I'm not giving up, but he really hurt himself in the process doing whatever he's trying to do. Um, do, you, do you guys have any uh, favorite parts that stick out to you or just the whole thing? Or um, My favorite part, I think, I wouldn't say I necessarily had a favorite part, but I did like the the interaction between Julius and... Julius is Subaru because, in, and I'm just going like like I, I follow patterns just with how animates usually go. It's like I was wondering where it was gonna get to the point where they would introduce who his rival was, mm. and Subaru kind of points out a lot of um, 
like obvious things that happen in anime. Like he even said it's just like, oh, you're my romantic, like my romance rival or something, something along those lines. Yeah, and, I feel like that's him still thinking this is a game. Yeah, exactly. So I, I think he kind of is thinking the same thing that I'm I'm thinking, like as it's as it's happening really. So I was like, yo, it's dope that they introduced Julius as his as rival, and he obviously got washed. But <laughs> I'm thinking that as Subaru gets stronger, if that ever even happens, that you know, mm. maybe we'll see something different. But I guess only time will tell. Yeah, maybe. Um what about you, JT? Do you have a favorite part or anything? Uh <clears throat> I like the. I guess I don't really have a favorite part, but I will say I, I do. I like the interaction between um, Rem and uh, Subaru. I think you're seeing a little bit more of uh, Rem, like actually show like um, human, her like, human side. Like yeah, like her human side. Um, and I like and like her her just affinity towards uh, Subaru. Like I'm not sure if it's just because Subaru was like the only person that like actually believed in her or something like that or like she actually is developing feelings mm. beyond that but it was nice to uh you know it's nice to see that they're like um their interactions and their like duo uh mm. throughout the course of uh these last few episodes yeah i think that um that definitely ties back like i feel like it's what you said uh maybe last week where um she's reacting because he's the only person to ever be like yo like don't just throw your life away like your life's important you know what I mean? Like the only person to ever actually care for her like that, and she, she, she given this man her everything, bro. Mm-hmm. Man, oh man, this is gonna be interesting though, because he always asks her like, "Why are you doing this?" She's like, "Oh, cause I, you know, cause I want to," you know. Yeah. It's like ah, and then I don't know if you guys caught this at the end, like when she broke off the chains. Finally, she's like the Hummer and broke off the mm-hmm. chains. She was like, uh, I forget what it was, but it ended with, with, uh, love you. Yeah. I don't know. She was telling him to live. She was like, live. She's like, live, live, and then love you. And then boom, she died. Love you. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) Man, this show was pretty good. Like, I didn't expect it to be as, like, thorough as it is starting to become, but I'm glad that now we're in the second arc of the show and we can kind of start to see where, where it's going to go. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I'm not, I don't even think it's much of a point in asking what do you guys think is going to happen next because if you don't know, I, don't no even, I you have no know. idea. There's like, no fucking way you can't know. Not even if you have any guesses, feel no. free. But, um, yeah, no, not at all. All I know is some more shenanigans is going to happen. That's it. It feels like it feels like you're starting the series over again at this point. Yeah, and, it just feels like, and even like the ending credits, it just felt like the show was over. And I'm like, wait, yeah. there's only 15 episodes. Yeah, like, yeah right, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, and you see, well, that sounds like this is, this is a good place to stop. So uh, for next week, guys, just want you to do uh, episodes 16 through 18. Two episodes, good place to stop getting into the next part. But um, yeah, keep following along. Keep sharing. Hope you're enjoying the show as much as we are. Most definitely. It's been a pleasure being here with y'all every week, doing this and talking about things we love. Always nice chopping it up with you guys. And uh yeah, catch us on Saratobi Sports, Instagram, Twitter. We got the YouTube channel out. Uh, right now, I have episode two broken up in parts. If you haven't listened to that yet, go check that out. Um, and then I will have the other episodes coming up soon. So Saratobi Sports everywhere. Um, Stay tuned. We're coming to iTunes next. Miles is right. Coming to iTunes soon, guys. Uh, quick enough, we are up on some other podcast platforms. 
Um, right now we are on TuneIn, Stitcher, uh, Google Pods, as well as you know, normal so Spotify, Poppy, and also Pocket Cast. So yeah, find us those, and we still got a couple more places coming as well. So uh, yeah, it's been real, y'all. Have anything to add before we sign out? Let them know where they can find you. Uh, nah, just follow the sports page. That's the podcast page. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna double down. Follow the sports page, Sarah Toby Sports, and also me, <laughs> the lovable Justin Thomas at J <laughs> underscore Thomas underscore twenty four. How at you, boy? <laughs> I guess.